summer in full swing and the Mad Axeman podcast crew intermittently doing a bit of painting, doing a bit of gaming, but also trying to avoid sunburn and probably bailing out any basements they might have from um, flash flooding caused by global warming. We've brought you, as threatened, I was going to say as promised, but probably as threatened is better, a special bonus repeat episode which is, is really only a bonus if you think repeats are a good thing, of one of our classic episodes of I'm Sorry, I Think You're an Ass, inspired by an ongoing discussion on the ADLG group on um, Facebook. This is Adam's classic rant from our episode, The Oprah Winfrey of War, in which he takes on and tackles the vexed subject of the greying of the hobby in um, typical I'm Sorry, I Think You're an Ass style. So sit back, enjoy the I'm Sorry, I Think You're an Ass music, and listen to this classic I'm sorry I think you're an ass. Again, enjoy the podcast. Coming up next on Madaxman Radio, it's I'm sorry I think you're an ass, the antidote to informed discussion shows. At the piano this week is Scott Joplin, and your chairman is Sir Humphrey Humphreys. Hello and welcome everybody to this week's edition of I'm sorry I think you're an ass. You join us this week from the Grecian Fantasy Theatre in Over Piover in East Cheshire. Just a little to the east sits the town of Piover Heath, and a few miles to the south nestles Tranquil Badger Bank. Located in the north of England, visitors who climb to the top of a nearby moor are greeted with a view encompassing seven different counties, and on a clear day it's sometimes even possible to catch sight of Leeds off in the distance, despite the many prominent warning signs erected advising against this. So Adam, I think you just, just want to wade into it. Okay, so what I want to talk about this week is people that talk about and complain about the greying of the hobby. And that's a really obscure term, but you all know what it means because you've all heard of it. And this is people, and what they mean is they mean several things. Firstly, they mean wargamers are getting older. And by wargamers, I'm talking specifically about historical figure gamers, Okay. Wargamers are getting older. This is a bad thing because as we get older, we all do that final journey on our own that we all have to do at some point. And there aren't younger people coming in to sort of like carry on the wargaming traditions. So wargaming will die out. So then they mean, what can we do to stop this? Right. I think they're talking nonsense. And the reason why they're talking nonsense is th- are three main reasons. Firstly, Graying hobby, war gamers aren't getting older. I'll talk about that in a minute. Secondly, even if they are getting older, that's not a bad thing. It might actually be a good thing, to be perfectly honest. Okay. And thirdly, even if it was a bad thing, the people that want to do something about it can't. So they might as well just forget about it. Okay. So, first thing, okay. graying hobby, war gamers getting older and war gamers dying out. This just isn't true because when I look about when I look about sort of like all the different figures you can buy now, it's like as I talked last week about all the different so-called scales, there are huge amounts of new war games companies coming all the time, huge amounts of new war games figures, and I'm talking just about historical figures, you know what I mean? The choice is growing, there's lots and lots of more. So if war gamers were literally dying off there would be less companies. There would be less figures for sale. But wargaming as a hobby seems to be expanding. I don't know the figures, but I can just look at the different ranges and there's definitely more. So when people complain about the greying of the hobby, 
what they actually mean is me and my mates are getting older. And actually, that happens to everyone. So I don't care whether you and your mates are getting older, because so am I. Okay. Second thing, it's a good thing that wargamers are getting older. Young people should not be playing war games. Okay, young people should not particularly should not be playing historical war games because you want to play, you've got to want to play games, you've got to want to paint figures, and you've got to want to do the research and reading, which to be frank is like being at school. Okay, this is an old person's hobby. Now, children, I don't mind children playing war games. Okay, Peter, your lads play war games, don't they? And you they might take it. them to, yeah, and you might they love it, and you might take them to competitions. And that'll be really good. It'd be good to see them there. And if my boy and girl, if when they get a bit older, they want to come to competitions or come to shows as well, I, I would be honoured and I would be so pleased for them to come. That would be brilliant. However, how old, how old are your children? Uh, 14 and 16 at the moment. 14 and 16. Right. That's perfect, right? If, however, when they're 20 and 22, they're still playing war games, right? That's a bad thing. If when they're 20 and 22, they get a choice of to do three things at the weekend, right? Three different choices at the weekend when you're 20 and 22. One, come to come to Bournemouth and do parasurfing with your mates for the weekend. And it's like sort of like surfboard and you've got that kite parachute thing. And I've seen them down the seafront when I walk down the seafront. They go really fast and I hope they bump into each other and they never do, but it looks brilliant, okay? So if your lads had... That choice of that to do, fine. Second choice, go to Amsterdam, 48-hour non-stop ecstasy-fueled techno party or whatever drugs and music kids do today, okay? Now, I'm not saying doing drugs is big and clever, but I'm saying it's possibly quite fun. And looking around the screen, there are some people that probably fill you in with the details or the sweaty, gurning details, okay? We can talk about that off-air. Um, that's choice number two. Or choice number three go to some market town in the arse end of Somerset to have a 15 mil feudal ADLG competition for the weekend, right? If they're their three choices and they cho but, choose... But Adam, you, you're talking as though they're mutually exclusive. No, you no, know, no, no. You, you can it's have it's four all the same weekends weekend. in a month. It's, okay, it's, it's come, all the same weekend. Come on, Peter. If you do go to the arse end of Somerset... That you're not going to, you know, play war games in the weekend and then go to an all-night acid house techno rave in the evening. The highlight of your no, but you can do on the next weekend. No, right, stop. Can go on the next weekend if they choose St Mary's Thrumpington in a scout hall, right? Playing toy soldiers. You as a father failed them. Okay, <laughs> there is only one possible reason, <laughs> one decent excuse for them to go and play fifth play ADLG in the arse end of Somerset. And that's because it's their 21st birthday coming up and they want a car and they've got to spend some time with the grumpy old tightwad to soften them up so they can get the present they want. I'll take that as an excuse for 20-year-olds to be playing war games. But if anyone in their 20s is in a pub on a Saturday night and they look up and they see themselves sat up a table with us, <laughs> they really, really need to think about their life choices, okay? Because I am roughly my own age, and even I find me boring, okay? So if you're in your 20s, you should be out there trying to cop off with a large variety of interestingly shaped girls, or boys, 
whatever you want, I don't care. You should be doing anything except sitting in a pub talking about the relative merits of 25 mil plastic warlord versus Victrix ancient Romans. Okay, the biggest in your life, item, right? So, have you been over to Birmingham for the uh, walk, uh the um, games expo? No, I've never been. I've been to Birmingham once, never going again. Right. So, the Birmingham has like several thousand people and a whole multitude of games. The historical one was tiny, tiny. Yeah, no, 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 don't stop, stop. This is what I mean. But, this but, but, talking but, I'm talking, you're listening. You're the one saying that. There was so many no. different games there. Sorry, you don't have the authority. And to types say of games and... Yeah, no, bollocks, right? Because this is my rant. And, and as I said, I'm talking about historical... board games and a whole mix Yeah, of this is my rant, and I'm talking about stuff. historical war yeah, gaming, okay? Old people play historical war games and that's absolutely fine i don't have a problem with that okay because it's it's something that older people older people do that, that's fine because the third thing is the whole oh we want to get younger people involved in historical war gaming okay people sit around and say how can we recruit more young people to do historical war gaming okay now if you're having that conversation it means you can't because <laughs> you all know, you all know wargamers, yeah? Now, think of your average wargamer, okay? Recruiting people into hobby, you've got to sort of like talk to them, enthuse them, and sort of like share your passions, okay? And use social skills. You all know wargamers. Think of your average wargamer and think <laughs> half of them have got less social skills than that, okay? Yeah. Now, you might say, ah, oh, but Adam, but half of them have got more social skills than that. And that's true, but we are working off a very low base, okay? Because looking around the screen here, there are some people here that when I look at you, I think out of all the war gamers I know, you are more fitted than most to operate in normal society and talk to normal <laughs> people, okay? That's, that, that's a good, although I understand I might be biased, okay? Because I know you, you're my friends, and I'm willing to get over the visual impact and I'm willing to ignore the smell, Okay, but overall, you're more fitted than most to talk to normal people. But most wargamers aren't very good at selling what they're interested in. Some are, okay? Now, I've talked about sort of like this competition at Toyment. The chap that runs a Toyment, Pete, he's, he's a nice chap. He, he tells not inappropriate jokes. He listens to people when they talk. He's actually very good at enthusing people and bringing people into a shop and selling war games as a hobby okay so we can split war gamers into two those that are actually recruiting people into the hobby and those that are talking about how we should repeat recruit people into the hobby and if you're one of the people talking about how we should it means you can't so instead of worrying about it instead of going on about the graying of the hobby you should just go back go with your mates get used to the fact that you're getting old Swap those amusing anecdotes about that funny thing that happened to you at Sheffield Triples in 1985, right? Yeah, and don't worry that? about it. It was 86, actually. Yeah, but how well, old were you, you in 1985? How old were you in 1985? That's the question. Where it's not how you? old was I, because I'm not a boring old fart sitting there going, oh, I'm worried about the growing on hobby. That's, oh, okay. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about all, all, all you other ones, okay? okay. So <laughs> don't worry about the grain of the hobby. The hobby's doing fine, okay? When you say, oh, I'm worried about the grain of the hobby, what you're actually saying is, oh, I'm worried I'm getting old and I've got this existential fear about dying 
and I just want to talk to young people to give me a sense that life might go on. Okay. Now that's a fear that everyone faces. War games. Adam, no, come on. Isn't that actually a question of I'm not it's not that it is existential, but it's an existential fear of you won't be able to sell your armies on eBay because there won't be enough people by the time you get into your eighties to pick them up. Well, it's not so much selling your armies. I think most war gamers I know as we get older, you do actually worry about what's going to happen to them. And it's like, it's basically, it's like, I'm going to give, I've given instructions to Francesca. If I die, just give it all to Tim and he'll sort it out. Don't worry about it. You know what I mean? So I think there is, there is, and you might even get some cash. So there is that, but it's like, yeah, people are worrying about, oh God, it's like, oh, it's great. No, it's just you and it's you and you're getting old and nobody cares about you. It's you, you do. And your wife might, if you're lucky. And your children might, if you bought them a car for their 21st birthday party, but I don't, and sort of like no one else does. So just forget about it and just have fun playing with your toy soldiers. Right, what's the next subject? <laughs> I'm going to chime in here. This is the topic, growing of a hobby. And what I can make out, having read various, like, various threads on forums and so on, People have been talking about the growing of the hobby since I was in nappies. <laughs> yeah. It's never yeah. happened, has it? It hasn't. And as you say, people who I so the increasing range of manufacturers and figures that are available. If historical wargaming was dying out, who the hell is buying them? Because companies don't start up unless there's a market for them. And all these companies start up selling historical figures. Somebody's buying them. And they must be buying more because you've got more companies that existing than ever before. So, yeah. It's maybe, not like- maybe actually almost, maybe this is an issue about, um, you know, perception. It's kind of, you know, if if a 28 mil plastic figure falls in the woods, um does anybody notice if the spirit breaks off or something like that? And if you think the whole world for the last 12 months has been, every single person in the world has been pushed into their own house and locked in um, and become much more useful or used to, to living life on their own um, or living life with literally no social contact. So, so basically the entire population of the country has been being trained in how to be most war gamers because again you know one of the things that, that you see is people who go to to events or competitions or, or put on display games or or chat to each other on forums that's the visible active part of the hobby that's sort of almost the outreach part of the hobby but every single you know event that you go to or something you will see stuff in fact Heinz figures and a few other people on eBay basically make all their money by picking up collections of vast numbers of usually dreadfully painted stuff that somebody who has no contact with the outside world whatsoever has decided that they are going to collect at home the the one-to-one scale British Army of the Rhine in 27 mil um, from 1982 to 83. And then they're going to pitch that against an Austrian battalion from 1742 
um, in a life-size recreation of something made out of bits of soggy cardboard and then and covered in cheap railway flock. And there's these enormous volumes of um, figures of all obscure nonsense that gets bought by someone and you never see it. So the whole hobby must be a huge iceberg of people buying weird stuff and then locking it up and never painting it and then never putting it on table against another person. And that must be so much of it. You know, you remember last year when I was talking about those, um, those, um, that's why sheds were invented for people to put stuff like that in. Yeah, exactly. It's all sheds. How many sheds? And, and the British shed industry has been doing fantastically well during Brexit. I've seen especially designed to hold miniatures. Exactly, especially designed to hold miniatures. So, so the idea apparently of there have been hobby... a lot of people playing games. Uh, you know, gaming has become a whole <coughs> new thing. Mainly board games, I think, for families. But the idea of playing games, rolling dice, and doing that as an evening's entertainment has expanded. So from there, it's probably not a huge step to doing that with miniature figures, whether it's fantasy or historical. People returning to scale modelling. Yeah. yeah. I Tech Museum had a video a couple of weeks ago sort of about sort of people, people's involvement scale modelling and they had sort of Chris Barry, I Rimmer. Yeah, and he's young, isn't he? Well, maybe. 50s. Um, yeah. So, Adam, I think the key thing that you were saying it's an arse about is more that people are complaining about it. Uh, you know, if, if you can do something about it, then do it. If not, stop complaining about it and just enjoy. Yeah, and even if you can do something about it, but you can't be asked, then don't bother. It's yeah. just like, just it's your hobby. You know what I mean? It's it's not a just gift embrace it. Playing You playing with toy soldiers is not some sort of gift to the future. It's you doing something that you enjoy. Okay, so enjoy it. Because live in the moment is what you're saying. Just, just well, live in the moment. Going back the moment. to the point, going back to the point I was making. Most people, the vast majority of this people in this, um, you know, if you read any forum, there will always be a thread of competition. Gamers are the devil, and that's a terrible way to play it. Uh, oh, that's hey. that's a different that's a different rant. But I've got but, my trade. You know, we are people who go out to competitions and interact with other people. Whereas most war gamers just literally stay at home in their own shed and possibly interact with two or three other people at most. So this, you know, mythical new blood coming into the hobby is not going to matter to these people because they've only got three people they are the game with anyway, or, or they game on their own, surely. So I think there's even more to it. It doesn't matter because most people do not interact with large numbers of people. And as long as there's more companies and more figures for everybody to buy, which, as Tamsin, you say, there clearly is, what would new people coming into the hobby actually bring? Now, I think, Andy, you said there's a lot of gaming going on. And there are clearly I mean, I gaming, on the radio or something gaming like. is becoming more socially acceptable. Um, so that's more people who are part way along the road to potentially becoming... You, you're basically calling it a gateway drug. Yeah. It's a gateway yeah. drug. Board games are a gateway Monopoly drug. Monopoly to... is a gateway drug. I, I can see it now. Mm. Yeah. It was the top out's fault. Well, even you, you talk, to, talk to Who fans. My wife likes Doctor Who. And I, you should, you know, if there was a Doctor Who game with some Dalek figures and that, she'd probably think, oh, I might have a go at that. But and enough, there is. Is that because she's got a crush on Peter? Go ahead. Yeah, well, I don't want gaming. I don't want historical figure gaming to become popular. Okay. It's like, 
I, I'm uh, blind you're to elitist. the fact. Hang on, Adam, no, 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 it's not elitist. elitist. It's oh, right. Right. You've had your round. Shut it's up. <laughs> it's the opposite of being elitist, okay? <laughs> it's sort of like, it's a bit weird and a bit embarrassing, but when people find out, it gives me a little... It's like, when I, when I was working in school, I did... I did. I was in primary school, and I did uh, after-school club, and I took Wings of, Wings of War, Wings of Glory down. Okay, and it's like I had all my little like model planes, and all the kids were ten or eleven, and I sort of like slapped their fingers as they picked up by the plane and not by the base. But it's like they loved it. Okay, they loved it, and all the other teachers came along and they had to look and they thought, oh, that looks quite good, but it's a bit weird. Okay, and that was me. I was the one that had the sort of like the planes that were good, and I was a bit weird, and that's fine. I'm I'm happy with being a bit weird. Okay, it's a weird hobby. The historical figure games are weird hobby. It's well, well it, it's, it's something, also something it's also something that if you show by example, your kids may follow, and you might get some pleasure from your kids vicariously the same way I did for my son once, in that we're members of English heritage and they were doing an event once when my son was about four, called Armies and Invaders of England, and it was down in Hastings Castle. So I was telling Nathan we were going down with another family and he said, what's going to be there? There's going to be soldiers, it's like my French and my English. And he says, will there be any Prussians? And the feeling of pride you got from that was, was you, you know, you, you just can't buy that kind of thing. And he's never played no. since. When he, was, that was when he was four, yeah. When he was four, will there be any Prussians? Yeah. He, I mean, you know, he then kind of lost his way a bit and got into fantasy and uh, Warhammer and stuff. But, uh, you know, we still talk to each other and um, you still... Uh, Despite a million fantasy. fantasy. <laughs> That's very, very generous of you. He says nice things about my painting every so often, so uh, you know I, I put up with them. Okay, so look, so so coming back to it then, Adam, we've um, we've we've heard a, a very comprehensive three-point rant and a, a dissection of a theory of um, of the, the the issue that the graying of the hobby is a problem. So, so coming back to your core proposition here, it's the graying of the hobby isn't happening. If it is, it's not a problem. And, and if it's a problem, you can't do anything about it anyhow. So that's so it. don't worry about it. So that's it. So look, let's go around the table here and say, um, and the answer is either Adam, I think you're an ass, or actually, I agree with you. So, um, Andy, what do you think? I think I agree with him this week, Peter. I, I agree with him. It's like if you're not doing something about it, shut up and just play, have a laugh. If you are, then great, get the kids playing. Tamsin. I agree with him. You agree with him? David Russell Saunders in your um in your window. Um I have to unfortunately say I thoroughly agree with a caveat. <laughs> oh. Harrison Pierce is in his twenties and he's probably one of the best war gamers we've got. So I think I really hope he's Yeah, well no, but he would still have more fun sort of like eat out of his head and Techno nightclub in Amsterdam, gurning, gurning away, wouldn't he? You can say the two aren't. He does do that sometimes. Actually, well, well, I can I mean. say the two he, are. I can say the two aren't compatible because <laughs> I might have done both, and they don't mix. Certainly, those weekends we've tried it, they don't mix very yeah. well, do they? No. Uh, um, we all have stories. Petitions yeah. where there may have been was it a German techno bar. Um, in Koblenz. Simon, <laughs> people's wives might be listening. Stop talking. Stop talking. Yeah, stop talking. We better not talk about Koblenz. No. I mean, so, yeah, we don't talk about We'd always have Koblenz. So, so Simon, Simon what, what do you think? What's your opinion on Adam? On Adam or on the topic? 
on the topic, on the topic, on the proposition at question. I agree with Adam. I think the hobby is grey, but it's you're just seeing a different... Um, because wargaming is now such a big spectrum, you're not having everyone just playing the one game. So when we talked about, when Peter was talking about the um, UK Board Games Expo, it was fantastic to see this complete broad spectrum of ages from, you know, little four-year-olds up to some grumpy old bastard in his 90s. There's so many different games. Yes, one particular thing is aging because rather than everyone playing DBM, uh, you know, second edition, you've now got uh, the, the Games Expo. It was great to see, like, there's, um, was it two, 300 players playing X-Wing, two, 300 players playing Star Wars, two, 300 players playing something else. Then there was a Yu-Gi-Oh plays. Then there was that board games. Then there was the other, everything else. Yes, we were a little bit greyer, but that's fine. You know, it's a natural evolution. You start with something, you know, you start with Warhammer or whatever it is. And over time, you get a bit more interesting. You play historical or whatever. You know, it's just, yeah. No, I, I must admit, I, I think I'm... Can, I'm... can I change my opinion, please? Because thinking <laughs> about it, I think that Adam is an ass for ranting about something we all agree with. Oh, that's a, that's a deep one. Dangerous, yeah. Yes, yeah, dangerous. But but no, I think um, I think Simon, your point there is is it? You know, the I, I think the hobby is possibly graying, but I think that's because for you know when we were younger and came into it, we were people who liked a bit of military stuff and we liked playing games and we found ancient wargaming because or historical wargaming because that was the only thing that existed that yeah. ticked those two boxes if we'd started now we probably would have we would have gone oh bloody hell there's a star wars game where you can fly x-wings i'll do that instead so actually lots more people um are finding gaming and and tabletop gaming and not getting put off because it's mm. not quite their thing so so the youngsters have got better options than historical wargaming and it's only the ones who are actually genuinely interested in history are doing it it's not people who are interested in gaming who are defaulting to to historical wargames because it's the only thing that existed or, or could be found so so actually i think the hobby even just to define it as historical wargaming is is nonsense so sadly adam i think also i do agree with you as well on this one it's quite remarkable I'm just gonna just gonna point out that simon and i have both played x-wing Oh, 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 oh. I have as well. It's an all right game. Yeah. <laughs> and I've got Wings of War. Yeah. Yep. And we've got Wings of War as well. On that one, we will um we will call in the theme music and fly off into the distance. Well, as the Andy joke of time hits the tumbleweed sound effect of destiny, that's all we've got time for on this week's edition of I'm sorry, I think you're an ass. We'll be back next week. Thank you.